0: like you've never seen before call me crazy but he's not gonna win what what this is NASCAR this is the behind the wall podcast brought to you by behind the wall media your source for all things NASCAR Bringing you the weekly NASCAR news with a comedic edge and a hot side of cold takes. The Behind the Wall Podcast with your hosts, Henry Hobbs, Josh Slate, Adam Thomas, and Jay Young. Now, pull those belts tight and hit the gas. You
1: got a jet blast.
0: on the wall so podcast episode 81 henry hobbs josh slate this is becoming an ongoing trend it's just us two the other two guys are apparently way too busy for us and it kind of hurts my feelings
1: yeah they uh they need to get back here we uh we missed some of them uh i i only miss one of them though can't tell you like which one because then the other one will find out but there's definitely one i miss more than the other
0: yeah no you know i there's you've got you've got one with big you've got a big head and and you've got jay (laughs) (laughs) you 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 can figure out who that one is but yeah it's it's a shame because they they're missing out on this opportunity to talk about talladega and the the greatness that is you know talladega super speedway another incredible weekend uh this car is awesome on super speedways you know we we went that entire final stage without a caution didn't even need one it was the racing was that good you know we saw a little bit of a train there for a bit but it wasn't yeah you know, it wasn't like 20 uh 2018 talladega where Seward house racing just dominated the entire time but so that was good i wasn't there but you were so josh why don't you just take it away Tell us about your uh, your your uh your virgin or your uh your Talladega virginity getting ended.
1: Yeah, my Talladega virginity got ended, and it was that place is awesome. It's uh, I said like after our first night, we went out on the boulevard Friday night and handed out a bunch of beads with our car number on it, uh, with the ARCA team I was with, and we just like handed out those beads to everybody, and just the atmosphere in the infield is was nuts. And once the sun went down, you can't see the track because the place doesn't have lights. So you're like, how can all this fit in a racetrack? And then I think that shined even brighter on Saturday night with the Riley Green concert inside. You can't see anything. You're there's so many people in there. It's just crazy growing up in like the middle of a bunch of short tracks. I got Richmond, Martinsville, Bristol just practically in my backyard. So it's places like that I go to and then you go to these big tracks and you're like, whoa. How is this the thing? Cause it's just wild. But the race in there is awesome. I didn't I i got to stay for the Xfinity race. Unfortunately I had to leave Sunday morning, but the Xfinity race was phenomenal. Arca race was pretty good for an Arca race. And uh obviously Sunday was probably the best race of them all. And like you said, we didn't need a caution in the final stage to make the racing good. And do we have a plate a plate package that's going to produce good race in year or race in and race out i don't know if it's there yet but the progress that we have on this car already in the super speedway package is something that i'm really optimistic about moving forward especially as we go to daytona for the uh, regular season finale
0: yeah you mentioned it just a moment ago and i I said it kind of in the intro it's it's wild that we didn't have a, a caution in the final stage and it was it was still a great race and that's something that yeah, usually you have the uh, you have the green flag stops and everyone gets spaced out, and it's just like a weird dynamic for the rest of the run. You know, everyone's kind of like just spread out. And then super speedway races are fantastic if the cars are together and they're they're beating and banging and they're drafting together. Um, but question that I just came up with: so if there's going to be a caution in the final stage, when do you want that final caution to come? Do you want to do you want to send the them? Uh, you want to send them to overtime or uh, what what's the uh, what's the optimal lap number for
1: the final caution to come i think right outside the fuel window is really good because i like i like green flag pit stops at plate tracks i think a lot of people are going to disagree because that's the point in the race where things typically get strung out but strung out's just part of super speed to a and you're gonna have it and granted there's no way to get rid of it like you thought stage would fix it and it didn't so i like having the extra strategy in there you get people speeding on pit roads you get this and that and not saying super speedway racing doesn't have a skill thing with it, but they're going to have to come to pit road going to close to 200 miles an hour and slow it down to go to 60. And uh, by if you get it right outside the fuel window, roughly 50 laps left, you're going to have the cars bunched back up altogether like they are, and they're going to have to race side by side because you don't know if another caution will fall. I think with green-white checkers, you, that's when you see things get silly, and I like r- hard racing side by side, not necessarily a lot of wrecks. And that's what we saw this week. And I think that's why I like the race so much, because we saw really close hard racing, but we didn't see a huge big one like we thought we'd see.
0: Yeah, I used to be a big fan of green-white checkers at super speedways, but it's gotten to the point where the, the cars just don't get up and go like they used to. So it takes essentially an entire lap for them to get to full speed. And then by that point, it's it's white flag, and you've got one lap to make a move. So I think if, if I had to pinpoint it or if I had to pick like a certain lap to have a caution on, I'd say, you know, 20, 25 laps to go. That way, you know, everyone hits pit road, they get full, full on gas, uh, new tires. Uh, and then they, they've got, you know, 20 laps to battle it out because everyone's going to be bunched up together. Like you said, uh, green, white checkers aren't the, it's not the worst thing in the world, but I feel like the finishes are better when they're going full speed and they get three, four wide and it's, you know, just, Basically, like what we saw this past week. If I feel like if uh if the the field didn't get strung out there at the end with a uh who is it? Who fell back in the field that kind of broke everything up? Ooh.
1: Was it uh was it a uh, Tyler Reddick? It. By, I don't know. I don't remember who it was, but somebody uh, fell back on. Oh, and then we went like four wide with like two to go, and that really killed the whole race.
0: Yeah, because yeah, it, it everyone kind of like fell apart there at the end, and it, like it was getting bunched up. The third line was fixing to come in, and then something happened. Someone got loose, and it just spread everything back out. So there's only, you know, five people at the end who actually had a chance to win. But that was, that was about as an, uh, that was an exciting finish for sure. And I'm, I'm pumped for Ross Chastain. I mean, that's, this is the second week in a row that the, uh, the race winners only led one lap. Um, but I, I, I don't know, something something about seeing Ross Chastain and his emotion at Talladega, you know, hearing him over the radio, was, it was it was infectious. Like I I'm a huge Ross Chastain fan. I love I love his energy, I love his story, I love the way he drives. I just like his, you know, all I like everything about him. So even if I wasn't a Ross Chastain fan, hearing him scream, yell and you know, celebrate over the radio, I don't I don't know how you could hate the guy cuz he's just so electric to watch and then he comes back around does a burnout uh puts his car on the ground because he just absolutely destroys his tires uh and then smashes the watermelon. I mean he's just the, the dude is the dude's a ball of energy and I I I don't think I could ever actually I have seen him. I've I've seen him pissed off before but you know I think of Ross Chastain I just think of a guy smiling who also really likes watermelons.
1: Yeah, I like how you pointed out that really likes watermelon. I think um in in Xfinity with colleague, he's never really gotten a chance to show his personality and I think Trackhouse kinda rejuvenated him he's I feel like a brand new Ross Chastain you think of him as an old school racer but then you get thrown into a team owned by Pitbull that goes with a very modern kind of vibe around it and it just kind of like made him a new Ross Chastain obviously the same old watermelon loving man that we uh we've all seen but his emotion is something good I think his personality is good for the sport he uh I feel like he brings a really old school vibe with him like I said it's I don't know. You just look at him and think old school racer because of how much he fought for it. He's not one of the drivers that we've seen come with money. So he's showing up, uh, obviously two wins on the season at two vastly different racetracks, one at a super speedway and then one at a road course. So the same car. Yeah. in the same car. And it's wild what they could do with this car and, uh, transform it. So will he go three for three in that car at some other race? I guess we're going to have to wait and see. I'd like to see them do the trifecta. Put it at a short track. Go give it. Uh, let's go Bristol in the fall or Richmond. Just keep it on the regular season. Go Super yeah. Speedway, short track, and road course. And theoretically, if the car was good at a road course, it's probably going to be good at a short track too.
0: Yeah, shoot. If he goes for the triple crown in that car, it would, that would be that would be remarkable. I'll just give the championship at that point if he wins on three different tracks with the same car. But, honestly, if I if I were Chastain, I would sneak in. To the shop late at night, and then just rob the car and go put it in my garage. Because I, I, yeah. I, the odds that you win a race with that car back to back to back is so slim. So just getting your first two career wins with the same car, I would, I would write a large check to just steal that car. Yeah,
1: I had a good conversation with one of my buddies the other day, and he brought up the question: Is Ross Chastain like a? The biggest like championship favorite right now. I wanted to kind of talk about that with you and see what you thought because I think we're gonna have differing opinions on it. But I think it's a really good question and something need to think about.
0: Right now, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he's. We've seen what he's what he's done so far this year. He's one of two drivers this year with a uh, with two wins. Uh, I believe he's fourth, maybe fifth, in laps led. I um, mean confirm this he is he's in sixth place with laps led uh I mean he's just he's he's put together an unbelievable season so far and yeah he's he fell off uh you know at the short track or really ever since uh Coda he's kind of fallen off the the finishes haven't been there but he was battling for the lead at Richmond and then Carr just fell off there uh I think he's got the talent if he can put himself in uh in position to move on to the the uh the the championship four shoot i wouldn't put it past him but this is this is the time to put those futures on him because you know if he continues to pre- perform the way he has been so far those odds are only going to get better and better so if you want to if you want a big winner i throw some money on chastain right now actually a, a week ago that would have been the time to do it
1: yeah i agree um i think what going with two wins it's Kind of hard to not be one of the championship favorites, but I think he's a championship four favorite nonetheless. If I were to predict the championship four right now, I'd go William Byron, Ross Chastain, so, probably Ryan Blaney, and either Alex Bowman or Chase Elliott. I think one of those two, I don't see Kyle Larson going back-to-back. He just hasn't had the speed like he has last year. But I'm going to say if like, I had to pick a champion, I'd go William Byron. He's consistently running up front, but he still has the I guess the nervous tendencies that you'd see like a first time winner get. I feel like he can't really close a race. He hasn't been able to truly dominate a race. And uh yeah, he's led a bunch of laps, but with two wins, I don't know. I feel like uh
0: I mean he's number one in laps led, and it's it's a wide margin. It's about uh, 160 laps.
1: Yeah, but he's he hasn't put together a complete race. I think Martinsville. He put together a complete race, but granted, you're leading the race and you can't pass there. So the track was just, I think that's like a side one. But uh, I'd put William Byron as a championship favorite right now. I think Hendrick's going to be very good. You know, track house, they don't have, I'm sure they're up there with money, but they're not going to have the funding Hendrick has. I'm going to, it's going to be interesting to see how like Ross Chastain performs in the middle of the season. Is he going to be able to keep this performance up? Cause if so, I think it'll be just a crazy good fight between Hendrick and Ross Chastain for the championship this year. Yeah. I'd, I, I,
0: wouldn't, I want, I want to put Ross Chastain at number one right now in terms of who's going to win the championship. I agree with you a hundred percent, William Byron. I think it's going to be Byron Blaney, Chase Elliott. I want to say Chastain. I, I do, but I don't know. I'll say yeah, Chastain for the championship for right now. I just think that we we it's so early in the season. We haven't seen everyone flex their muscles. We haven't seen everyone really get super comfortable because we've raced at is it ten ten races so far this season?
1: Yeah, ten yeah, races it's ten or nine.
0: It's ten. Ten vastly yeah, hmm, not uh I don't know. Yeah, I mean you could say talladega and day ten or alike, but it's it's two different two different tracks. Like yeah two. i think
1: talladega and daytona are just completely different because yeah,
0: of so just the layout i mean size and whatever so yeah for for the sake of this argument 10 vastly different tracks so we we haven't had a repeat we haven't had you know uh a couple of races on a cookie cutter track so i I still think it's early in the season but as of right now yeah, byron blaney chase elliott chastain championship four it's tough to it's tough to disagree with that and it's really tough to say that you know you don't have William Byron winning the championship as of right now with how he's performed so far this season.
1: Yeah, and I think once we get to the mile and a half, obviously we go to a bunch of those, not as many as what we used to with uh, the rise and how many road course races we have. I think William Byron's really going to perform, and I'm more pumped for a mile and a half race this year than I have been in a lot of years past. I feel like those races are going to be really good. Obviously, Vegas was a good race this year, and I think that was our only mile and a half. Besides Auto Club, it's another intermediate, but that race was pretty good. So yeah. I'm excited to see, I think the Coke Six Hundred's probably going to be one of the better ones we've seen since, geez, like early 2010s, ever since Martin Truex dominated and led like 396 laps. Uh. That race was brutal, and last year's was brutal, but I think this year we're going to be in for a show come Coke 600, and All-Star Race might actually make Texas look good. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't, I wouldn't i wouldn't go that far too yeah
1: that might be a little bit of a stretch it's, it's quite hard to make texas look good unless you like knock it down
0: yeah that's that's quite that's, that's a little bit of a reach there um yeah we'll, we'll have to see about that one i, I think the coke 600 is going to be great I'm, I'm still not sold on texas i think it's the next gen cars really going to expose that texas is just a terrible track right now i mean yeah if if smi wants to if if they want to keep texas on the schedule which i think they should try to do because it's a great market fort worth is a is a a fantastic market for nascar but obviously the fans don't want to show up to mediocre racing so you're not going to pack the place
1: why don't we turn that into a a short track and keep auto club the way it is
0: because i I think
1: auto club produces good racing and maybe it's well eddie gossage doesn't own it anymore it was his last race weekend so what I wouldn't mind seeing like a short track. Like you said, the market's really good there, but a short track in Texas running on a Saturday night that would get people talking. And I think that gets some butts in the seats.
0: Yeah, I agree. Honestly, I think if, 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 if I was, uh, if I was Marcus Smith, I would have, I would have turned Texas into the Roval, but permanently the Roval, and I would have made it like, uh, like, just just a, a fantastic like the best version of a roval there that could that uh, that there could be uh words are hard right now uh and i would have kept both charlotte races on the oval just because i think charlotte's a really fun track 100 percent. but the roval is also pretty good but you know the, the best way to fix a, a terrible track is to turn it into a road course or turn it into a short track And i, I don't know how they would do the short track just because it's a with the uh with the quad oval is that what was yeah,
1: called? You could still just like do a full reconfiguration. You could change it up in the infield and just make it curved.
0: Yeah. I think I think hard. the I honestly, I think the only way to fix it is to add some more banking. I'm not saying you have to add twenty eight degrees, but you know, twenty-four yeah. degrees would be
1: although IndyCars race at Texas a couple weeks back was good and whatever they figured out with resin, although like I don't think we should have to put stuff on the track to make the racing good. They figured out something to make that race good and make it have multiple lines where there's actually passing. What's Whereas last car? year in IndyCar, they go and they have to run the bottom because if you got in the resin, you just straight up wrecked. Like you couldn't do a thing. The race was so bad to watch. So if they can prep the track just like they did with the IndyCar race, the race might be decent, but the track is way too wide. It needs to be narrower. Uh, just the racing's not good there. I feel like we talk about this every show. Uh, turn Texas into a short track. Next-gen car is going to hopefully bring some life back to it.
0: I mean, we could be stunned, and it just ends up being a fantastic racetrack.
1: Yeah, we could just look stupid, so remember this video or episode.
0: Yeah, I mean, we look stupid 90% of the time, so true. it, it truly would not surprise me there. All right, next thing on the docket, Denny Hamlin. So uh yesterday Monday uh April 25th uh Dennis Hamlin I was on purpose by the way. Uh Denny Hamlin he uh he tweeted out a video, it's a clip from Family Guy uh with a female Asian driving and it is actually one of the funnier clips. I I was my my buddy back in the day used to send me that clip or he used to quote Family Guy all the time and that was always the funniest one like look out everyone. Uh so he 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 tweeted that clip and he tagged Kyle Larson and said uh no no further comment which honestly was hilarious I I saw it as it was meant or I saw the clip as it was meant to be and you know someone driving into the the traffic beside him and taking him out just as he did at Talladega with both of the or with uh, Kurt Busch and then he took out Bubba Wallace so I mean that that that's what I saw it as and I thought it was hilarious it was uh it was like a it was a trend or ah shoot. What how do you I don't know. I don't know what to say. A trendy way to to meme it. And I know that they're both really good friends. So obviously it's not like a uh, uh a Cody Ware and Chase Elliott, you know debate on Twitter or, you know, Chase Elliott digging, Cody Ware, whatever. But uh I didn't see any issue with it. But uh as as it stayed up there, I know Josh you pointed it out that it, you know, could, you know, cause some issues, you know, with it being uh potentially raci- uh, racially insensitive uh, due to the fact that it was a Asian female. and There is a stereotype about uh, Asian women and driving. So with that being said, uh, Denny Hamlin deleted the tweet and then uh, apologized and, you know, tweeted out his apology. And now NASCAR has decided to send him to sensitivity training. So, Josh, I want to know, do you think that it is justified? Do you think NASCAR is saving or you know just trying to save face and just you know cross all the t's dot all the i just showed it you know this is this won't stand whatever uh or do you think it was, it's kind of an overreaction to a joke that just you know wasn't totally thought through
1: yeah i think the joke uh wasn't completely i guess thought through obviously kyle larson is of i think japanese american descent uh it's asian american descent uh nonetheless but I think that's what got a lot of people going. It's a, uh, th- and I think that's why. But I think it it wasn't meant to harm anybody. It was meant to be a funny joke, and it just so happened that the lady driving the car was an Asian woman. Like it's <laughs> so it just,
0: unfortunate.
1: It it just like happened. I don't think Denny Hamlin wouldn't be one to do that. It's Hell no. not him. And uh, I don't know. I don't see. Anything wrong with it in my eyes? But I see as NASCAR is like making the transition I want to be more inclusive. It's in a really tough spot to make calls on these things because of the crowd that they're trying to get more people into and to NASCAR. And uh, if it, if I was the head of it and NASCAR was booming as it used to be, I uh, probably wouldn't have done anything. But the thing that frustrates me is we want to build a sport that has a lot of different personalities um, and we don't have that right now everybody is the same everybody is very vanilla but you tell the drivers you're like oh we need more personality you need this in the sport but then you discipline them for making jokes on Twitter for saying how they really feel and being themselves not I'm not saying that making a like a racial gesture like that is like a joke but he didn't mean it like that nascar knows the whole world knows he didn't mean it like that let people show personality let people joke on twitter it gets people talking if it wasn't for donald trump having a twitter then we wouldn't hear half the things we heard about him social media is a place where people to show their personality show their true self when they aren't on tv and people do it and then we just cancel them for it it's (laughs) it's annoying i understand the reasoning behind it but
0: I think it was just it was so it was just an unfortunate scenario because the the meme itself was hilarious and it was so accurate with how the race ended on Sunday and it just so happened that you know the it was a it was a female asian driver and it just so happened that the guy he was trying to you know just poke fun at was also asian like that's just you can't script that and obviously if there's anyone to uh to make a uh, like a, a racially insensitive joke on Twitter, first of all, I don't, I don't think any driver's dumb enough to do that. But if someone were, it, I, Denny Hamlin would be on the bottom of my list. Like he's just—I think he's the most inclusive driver out there. But he also, at the same time, speaks his mind, and you know, you, you're going to know exactly how Denny Hamlin feels. So when he apologized, I know that it was sincere. I mean, I—I I, I know that probably in the back of his head, he's like, "This is the dumbest thing of all time. It's literally just a joke," and he said it. He replied to the tweet. Everyone, calm down. It's just a joke, yada yada yada. But it was just a, it was an unfortunate uh, series of events. But I, I, you know, at the end of the day, you got to agree with what NASCAR did. I mean, it, sensitivity training is not that, not that. I'm, I don't have to go through it, so I'm just gonna say, uh, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, didn't lose points. Didn't get fined. I mean, there's no monetary value on it. I mean, it it, it seemed like a really just kind of chill. Hey, just be cognizant of what you're tweeting out. Whatever I mean, at the end of the day they're all employees so you've got to you've got to represent the company that you work for you' uh that you're associated to uh you got to represent them in the correct light and you know if you know ninety percent of the world had no issue with it there's still the ten percent that's going to raise hell about it and you know you and I both know on to uh social media nowadays you know if there's one person out there who's screaming, everyone's going to see it so I think the safe face especially with the with the people that aren't fans of nascar i think it was the right move
1: yeah it uh it stinks like i've said repeatedly i don't know if i was in charge i'm not in charge it probably wouldn't have been a penalty but just like i said given the current state and the climate of nascar as a whole probably need to say something about this if this was 10 years ago it wouldn't be a problem
0: yeah i mean it kind of reminds me of the uh you know a lot of people are pissed off about it and Really what we need right now is Caitlyn Jenner just to come, or not Caitlyn Jenner, Kendall Jenner, or is it Kylie Jenner? One of the Jenners had to come out and just face the crowd and hand them a Pepsi. You remember that commercial? No. It was like some, like some protest, and one of the Jenners came out and just handed uh, or oh, it was like an anti-police protest. So the uh, one of the, if I'm getting this, if I'm remembering this correctly, because there's like a mass it's a massive controversy. But Pepsi put out a commercial where uh, Jenner just walks out of the crowd, hands the police officer Pepsi, and then everyone just gets along. So I think at this point, <laughs> all, we need is, all we need is a can of Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> that can solve everything in the world.
1: That and the Spe- Snickers.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Snickers satisfies. All right, well, let's, uh, let's, let's, have, uh, let's do some satisfying Mount Rushmore picks. But before that, Josh, who we shout out. You fan cards. Yeah, dude, I swear to hmm, You mess it up every single week. You're it's that's their Twitter handle. That's not the name of the company. Oh, God. It's just it's just fan cards. Fan cards. There we go. All right. Well our money uh our Mount Rushmore is brought to you by fan cards. If you're looking for a gift gift or debit card for your favorite college team, then you need to know about fan cards. They've got licensed gift and debit cards powered by MasterCard for over 25 of the biggest college teams. Uh plus when you order a card and set up direct deposit, you're automatically entered to win tickets to see your team play. Send so to myfancard.com to learn more. Once again, that's myfancard.com.
1: Wouldn't it be like a really cool concept if like fan cards did some like giveaway and like give money out on like Twitter? Oh,
0: yeah, that would be kind of cool. Yeah, especially if they like partnered up with a really, with a really cool. You know NASCAR media brand like behind the wall media, and they like did like a little collaboration where, you know, just throw like an amount out, maybe fifty bucks.
1: Yeah, that'd be wild. So, gotta look out on the Twitter. Uh, once it could a month. happen. It, it it could happen once a month. Follow us on Twitter at behind the wall. No I in behind because that was taken.
0: I'm still pissed off about that. I went the I went last week and sh- went and uh, went to see if I could, you know, get this guy to sell me uh the behind the wall tag but
1: behind the wall yeah
0: it's it sucks anyways mount rushmore this week we're gonna do the mount rushmore of soda let see so you do you, do you understand my reference now with the Pepsi that really nothing to uh, do with get it, before, now. but now we kind of like we transitioned we like we're we're at the pinnacle of that bridge so with that being said Joshua first pick
1: oh that was crisp Crispy. um I'm gonna say, root beer. I am a sucker for some root beer. It's loaded with okay, some well, sugar, okay, let's, so you can't have it. Brand, too
0: often. brand, brand, and soda. So like, mug root beer. Are oh, you no, a? No, are, no. You, are you a mug blooded American?
1: No, nah, Bark's root beer.
0: <laughs> Dude, Bark's is pretty
1: good. Uh, mug is like the Mister Pib of Dr Pepper. Okay, it's spicy, bro. The spice is awesome. Do you think that root beer tastes like minty? Because every time I drink root beer, my girlfriend's like, this tastes like mint. It's like, no, it doesn't. It tastes like root beer.
0: I actually fell in love with root beer at Richmond Raceway. It was way back in the day. My brother and my dad, we went to a race, and uh, we only had root beer in the cooler. And I'm like, well, I really want a soda. I'm just going to have to suck it up and drink it. I'm like, man, this actually isn't that bad. And it was mug root beer. I'm a mug-blooded American.
1: Don't say that again.
0: <laughs> mug blooded American. <laughs> A lot of people are talking about having the uh, the red, white, and blue going through their veins. It's just mug root beer for me. Oh God. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll I'll give my pick. All right. My number one pick. I'm gonna go with the obvious number one choice when you're drafting sodas, and it is the original Coca Cola.
1: Oh, that's not... That's a very hot take. Dude, when you... Oh, my goodness.
0: Obviously, you're not from the South, because in the South, it's not soda. It's just Coke. And then you tell them what flavor you want.
1: No, it's... Everything's Coke. Pepsi is 10 times better than Coke.
0: That is asinine, and you know it. Pepsi is... Pepsi is like the chum bucket, and Coke is the crusty crab.
1: Uh... Let me find another reference. I think Coca Cola is like Weenie Hut Juniors, and uh, Pepsi is Weenie Hut. It's not good. Coke's good. Don't get me wrong. Ah, see, so p- you messed that. You,
0: oh, you know, you messed that one up. Pepsi is Weenie Hut Junior, and Coke is a salty spittoon.
1: Ah, oh, I was trying to think of that name. You
0: silly boy. All right, uh, I'm gonna go. C- Coke is like gel deodorant. And Pepsi is the dry deodorant that just
1: tears out your armpit hair and leaves you rashy. Didn't we have this conversation at Richmond a couple of weeks ago?
0: Yeah, check this out. I got deodorant today. Boom! Oh, you use the white stuff? No, I got the wrong one. I do it every no, single time. That rookie mistake. I bought the dual pack, too, and I'm pissed.
1: Oof. Yeah,
0: Coke is way better
1: than Pepsi. That's wrong, but is it my pick next? Yep. Ooh. I'm going to go Dr. Pepper. I love Dr. Pepper. It's good to mix stuff with, but I Dr. Pepper is top tier. Uh,
0: Yeah, Dr. Pe- Dr. Pepper is really good. Once you turn 21, you should try Dr. Pepper and Captain Morgan.
1: Oh, I'll do that as soon as I turn 21.
0: Yep, as soon as you turn 21. No underage drinking for Joshie. All right, my next pick, I'm kind of torn because I'm kind of torn because uh uh I really like Fanta. Fanta's awesome, but also at the same time I don't know what flavor to choose. Um because I grew up, I, I grew up a big Fanta grape guy. I love grape soda. But then recently I've really become a fan of pineapple Fanta. Pineapple Fanta is gasoline.
1: Dude, your Mount Rushmore is going to go up on the side of a hill and then collapse. What are like you talking be about? Terribly maintained and it is going to fall off the side of a mountain.
0: What do you what do you want me to please the people? Cuz I will create a Mount Rushmore that will please the people and that will Who puts have-
1: Fanta in their top 3 sodas? Fanta's me. literally like drinking like to cheese. This, this is, is not. It's good. like no, it's like
0: taking your favorite fruit and you stick a Big-ass straw in it, and you just suck it down.
1: Speaking of taking a fruit and putting a straw in it, did you ever have, like, the fall festivals at school where you take a lemon and then put a peppermint stick in it and then drink it? No. Oh, my God, it's life-changing. What school did you go to? Uh, Some school in Hanover, Virginia. We drink.
0: We uh, we eat tomatoes for lunch. Hanover tomatoes. Hanover tomatoes. We don't believe in any others. Do you want me to... Okay, but do you want me to go... Please the people with my picks, and I, I guarantee I'm going to blow you out of the water. It's not going to be how no, I truly feel. No, I mean you feel. can
1: pick like terrible. No, you know, screw it. You
0: know, no, 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 screw it. I'm going to I'm going to please the people. Number two pick, sheer wine.
1: Okay, that that one's people pleasing.
0: I think it's overrated, but I'll I'll pick it. Actually, no, screw it. I'm going with the other, the better cherry
1: soda. You don't say Coke cherry. <laughs> oh God. No. Whoa. big red <laughs> I thought that's gum No
0: dude uh, yeah it is gum but there's also a big red soda Oh jeez
1: Have you never had big red before The bubble gum yeah
0: No dude big red is awesome It's legit a uh, it tastes like a like a creamy uh cherry soda It's gas Weird dig You need to try it cuz big red is pretty good It's okay. basically like it's the it's the cherry version of grapeco which is a southern grape drink, which is like a creamy, a, a, a grape soda with slight cream.
1: You're not ready for my next one. It's going to be top tier. Hear me out. There's going to be no comment after. Mountain Dew Baja Blast. So- oh, you didn't go? It's just straight Mountain Dew? No, Baja Blast is so good. It's, I, think, I mean, Mountain think- Dew is good, but you make it a little Baja and blast it, then you're in business. <laughs> yeah
0: you, <laughs> you just blast it off with the baja <laughs> i've never been a big fan of baja blast i, mean, I think it's good but if i'm honestly yeah, I'm i get the little
1: it. soundboard and said boo who is this guy
0: no. don't let you use on me every week that's you you ruin it again your spongebob references are atrocious
1: yeah it's a rough day for me seriously
0: um yeah, I'm just not a huge Mountain Dew guy. Okay, my next pick. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna assign a location of this drink to because the the drink is good regardless, but we're gonna take a trip to McDonald's and we're gonna fill up a cup with that dank Sprite, the Sprite that's like uh like you know when the the TV doesn't have any connection, just like static. You basically, make... You're just injecting the the static of sprite into your body.
1: I'm not a huge fan of sprite. I have to be like really like in like a certain mindset that like things... ready to
0: burn the crap out of your throat when it's cold. Yeah, like one sip and you're like, ah. <laughs> is
1: that the sound you make? Ah. <laughs> Jeez, I don't even know what other sodas I drink. I feel like I just drank like the same four. I guess in my final pick, I'll just go Pepsi. Like, I feel like I drank a certain same four. There it is. And uh, yeah, Pepsi's good. I have a case down beside me right now.
0: I hope it's a case of Pepsi.
1: It is. Blue cans. Can't see that far, but I think it's Pepsi. I hate Pepsi so much. That's a hot take. I might just
0: pick Barg's Root Beer just to no, you got to say mug root beer. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did mean, beer uh mug root beer. Did you ever try uh, or drink uh Welch's
1: grape back in the day? Yeah, I, I was always a fan of, like, the white grape peach. Never just, like, plain grape juice. Yeah. Uh, okay,
0: I'm kind of torn here. I've got two options. One of them is knee high. What? You've never had a knee high?
1: No. Nah. Golly grow up i don't drink these weird
0: sodas yeah obviously you've never been to crump store in chesterfield i have not denny hamlin be pissed off true uh well they they've got knee highs there but it's it's they sell them in glass bottles and it is the greatest it was the greatest treat growing up is going to crumps and getting a uh a, a, a knee high um but my other one i wanted to pick was uh crap what was it um this is gonna bug me. Gosh, you ruined me. Uh yeah, I'm gonna go with uh screw it, I'll just go with uh oh wait wait, I I know it. Did you ever have vault? It
1: sounds really familiar. Vault soda. Let me yeah. I gotta look up a picture of this.
0: Oh, yeah, it was back in, like, 2006. It got discontinued like, 2008, 2009, maybe 2010.
1: Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, like, the Coke version of Mountain Dew. Vault was awesome, but I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with the roots. I'm going to go with knee-high. Specifically, the, uh, I'm going to go with the grape knee-high. So dank. looking up a picture i've never seen
1: it what about a uh, stewart's
0: like in the glass bottles like no. a orange cream soda? i don't
1: drink too much like glass bottle drinks that's all too fancy for me surge just give me it in a can
0: yeah i think it, soda in a out of a can tastes way better than a bottle
1: 100 percent. yeah i agree well, you get the nice like metal taste
0: well i think i think glass bottles is the best but cans are uh, cans over plastic bottles yeah, yeah, I mean
1: nothing touches a glass bottle, but then you have to buy them in like six packs, and they're like ten times more expensive. It just I always got, tend to buy like what's on sale. Like today they had a thing of like six six pack bottles, like three for nine when they're five dollars by themselves. So I was like, yeah, you just get one free and just do it that way.
0: Yeah, i whenever I whenever I go grocery shopping, I usually just go to Publix and whatever's buy would get one free. That's that's what I get. So I craft my. I feel like such an old man, like looking at the uh, like looking at the newspaper. But I'll uh, I'll look online and go through all the buy one get one freeze and you know pick out my my weekly meals based off of that. But Publix will do like a buy buy two get two free of twelve pack of Coke brand stuff. So I end up with like two twelve packs of Coke, a uh, a Barks root beer, and a Sprite for like ten bucks. True. Some of the deals don't make sense, but no, I don't mind them. I'll tell you what does make sense. What does the Monster,
1: the monster Mile this weekend? And oh, my I freaking love that
0: track. And my excitement to see the next gen car on this track. Hey, my don't excitement. call it the
1: Monster Mile anymore. It's Dover Motor Speedway. It's still the Monster Mile. It's they kept that name. They yeah. like kept the nickname. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought like no, they, no, they, they did
0: something weird with it. No, they got rid of miles. It's no longer Monster Mile.
1: Wait. Did they take it down? Oh, brother, oh. this guy stinks! Jeez, you scared I, me for a minute. I was like, you can't take that down.
0: No, why would they Why would they get Like, that's literally the whole branding behind Dover is Miles of Monsters. So why would they get rid of the Monster Mile? And if they got rid of Monster Mile, like that, t- that tagline, why would they keep Miles? They just True. changed the logo. That's it. I could
1: have sworn they changed their Twitter handle. They might have. I no,
0: not. I don't even know what the Twitter handle was before. It, it was just Monster, Monster Mile? Mile. Oh, it's still Monster Mile. Yeah, so we're good. Okay, yeah, we're good. All right. Well, are you as excited as I am for this weekend? Because oh, the well, only re- the only reason I'm excited is because of the next gen car. Usually, normally, Dover is I'm not one excited. of my
1: favorite tracks to go to. It's it's what tended to make the middle of the season worth watching a couple years ago, back when like TNT took over the boring part of the season. Always oh, yeah. loved the Dover race, and uh, like New Hampshire was always good. That's I'm. I think we only go to Dover once this year, which I think is good for the track. Last year's race was pretty good, and I think the next gen car is going to be fairly good there. It's kind of races like a short track, so that's what kind of scares me a bit. But I think temperatures are going to be definitely warmer than what we saw at Richmond and Martinsville, so that leads hope for an abrasive surface like uh Dover to be a very good race as we go just need to find a tire
0: that actually wears i mean uh, speaking of wears and tires did you see the tire guy at
1: talladega no i didn't i mm. looked for him i like was looking all over the place for him and i could not find him that's a big miss right there
0: yeah uh yeah i'm excited too I, i've really just never in the past couple of years dover's just gotten gotten old like the racing has not been that amazing like it's an exciting track i think it's a it's a cool layout yada 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 you can go on about like how unique the track is because essentially it's just a mile mile long version of bristol but uh i'm excited for this weekend just because we we've seen what the next gen cars produce so far this year uh the parity of winners the close racing the uh the the durability of the cars and you know especially at dover coming out of two The cars are going to beat and bang each other. If you run into the wall, not a big issue. You'll be able to continue to go. As long as you don't lose a tire, you're fine. Uh, Shout out Rogue Tire. Shout out BJ McLeod and his uh, crew chief, along with the tire changer, who get a nice four-week vacation now. A nice four-week
1: vacation.
0: (laughs) I wonder if it's paid or not.
1: I'm sure it is. You know, they're probably on salary.
0: Yeah. I'm curious. I I'm curious about that. But um yeah, I'm pretty fired up for it. But that's that's all I really have to say. I've got nothing else to say about Dover. You know, hopefully next week I'll have a better opinion of it. But right now I'm just hopefully the next gen car shows up and it's not just a crappy track. So with that being said, who you got this weekend?
1: Ooh, I'm going to go. I think Hendrick Motorsports, they finished one, two, three, four last year. I think they're going to sit on the top spot again. I think William Byron is going to get it done. And uh, my dark horse pick is going to be. Ooh. I don't know if Kevin Harvick counts as a dark horse pick, but he hasn't won in over a year. No. He doesn't? Um... No. I don't know, then I'm going to go with his teammate, Eric Amarola. I think he started off the season hot. He's kind of cooled down. But they were in a track many people forget that he almost won at a couple of years ago in the playoff race, and that would have put him to the round of eight, I believe. And uh, it's always a track that he's been good at, so I think he's going to show up again and be pretty solid.
0: All right, I'm going to go with uh, Daniel Suarez as my dark horse. He's definitely the uh, the ugly duckling, if you, if you will, of Trek house racing. Not really. He's, track he's house racing track house. That was, that was straight Russian. That was, that was <laughs> a, track house racing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to quit with the Russian accent um, before I get canceled. I gonna uh, say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I think that, uh, I think that. Daniel Suarez has obviously got some talent. He's definitely being overshadowed by the success of Ross Chastain so far this year, but also at the same time, uh, I mean, uh, Daniel Suarez, like he hadn't laid up a stinker all season. Like he's just been unlucky. He's led a bunch of laps. So I think this weekend, if they bring that car to the track that, you know, can contend for the race and everything goes right, I won't be surprised to see him in victory lane, but race winner, I'm going to go with Sir Chase Elliott. He's going to round out that Hendrick uh that Hendrick win this season with uh all team all four of the teams winning uh he's won there before he's always got a fast car there so I would not be surprised to see him in victory lane once again but this weekend it's all going down Dover Delaware don't know the times too lazy to look but make sure you uh you watch it Fox Sports 1 right
1: I is it on think Fox so. It's on one of the Foxes. <laughs> I think most of the races are on Fox Sports 1 from now uh, yeah. through the end of the season, unfortunately. Yep, it is on Fox Sports 1 at 3 o'clock.
0: Is it the Dryden 400?
1: It is. Dryden? Uh, it just says Dover Motor Speedway. Uh, the Duramax Dryden 400 presented ah. by Ray Dunn.
0: Whoa, that's a big name. It's All like right. the Arca
1: Menards series presented by Arca. Or yeah. presented by Menards
0: yeah all right uh one more time then what was what was the time
1: three o'clock fox sports one
0: all right we'll be here next week talk about it spawn the wall podcast see you soon